Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello there. Welcome back. So this week, right, and this time of year even, is a lot of like holiday and gift giving and being in that space. And so today's episode, I wanted to talk about giving good gifts to yourself. And my husband and I actually, on the note of gifts, we're doing it a little bit differently this year. Instead of giving each other gifts at Christmas, we're just giving each other gifts whenever we want. And it's been really fun, actually, because instead of thinking, oh, I have to save this for him, I'm like seeing things I want to buy from him for him and then buying it and then giving it to him. And it's like, yeah, he either wants it and loves it or he doesn't. But it's like, there's no, there is no like, oh, let's wait and see if he likes it. And it's, it's been really fun. So <laughs> I like this idea that we can question how we do things and that we can do it in a different way than maybe is traditional or how we've done it in the past and that it doesn't have to look a certain way. So today's episode, let's 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 dig in. So that's that's something fun I'm thinking about with gifts, but with the holidays being man, next week already, I thought about six gifts you can give yourself. And if you're able to hear one of them and give it to yourself, that's plenty, right? So don't try and hear these gifts you could give yourself and try and like give them all to yourself. I would recommend using today's episode as maybe something you listen to over and over again and just hear what you're able to take from it. Because each of these gifts is something I didn't learn how to give them to myself in a day, right? I didn't listen to a podcast and be like, oh, now I'm magically able to do all of these things for myself. No, I picked them up over years, maybe five years at this point, and developed the skill of doing them better and better, right? So it's like at some point, even today, right? Like you might listen to my words and have this like this transformation that feels so much further along than where you were before you heard it. And yet, no matter how transformed you feel from one idea or one new belief or one shifting of an old belief, that is still just you getting started at your ability to do this at an even bigger level, right? So it's like every single one of these gifts you can give yourself is something that you may start today in a really simple way. And then you will just keep adding on and honing and refining your ability to do it. So let's talk about gift idea number one to give yourself. Here's what it is. (laughs) It is to think about your future as a blank slate that you get to create. You hear all that pause? (laughs) I really want you to hear that again. I'm just going to repeat myself and then pause. The first gift you can give yourself is the gift of looking at your future and seeing it as a blank slate that you get to create. 
You get to design. And there's just something about the way our brains work that cause us to think or not even to ever think, both of those, but to think that the past is what will keep being repeated to make up the future. Or that causes us to just be in this moment so much so that we aren't able to remember that the future is unwritten. It's unwritten. And we get, we, we, it's right, like it's easy to get lost in these, these like uh, norms, really. I think about it like I grew up in a small town. I don't know how big small is, but right, like there wasn't a Walmart. So there wasn't any major stores, but you know, we had like McDonald's and Dollar General and I don't know, a, a grocery store, right? So there was stuff, but it didn't, it wasn't big enough to have a Walmart. And I remember thinking how easy it would be to get a job, right? And it was a factory town. And so lots of people went and got jobs in factories. The nearest big city, which is where I moved to, <laughs> is 45 minutes away. I live in the big city, which still isn't that big. Um, and I just remember, even as a high schooler, having this ability to see how easy it would be to stay in a small town, get a job, buy a house, have a husband who um, works at the same job. Actually, my 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 oldest daughter, her dad, uh, she's 18. He's worked at the same job for like 19 years and be involved in things at school or go to the like like clubs in town or whatever, right? Like to create that routine and then stay in it. I, I already saw in high school how easy that would be and I never wanted it. I never wanted it. I didn't want that to be what my life looked like. I wanted to look at the future and and decide what I wanted and always be willing to decide something different, right? Like that's that's my favorite thing is like, yep, sometimes I change my mind. I thought I wanted this. Nah, now I'm okay with it not. Or I'm okay with waiting. So this first gift you give yourself is seeing your future as an unwritten with unwritten thing with infinite possibility, anything is possible in your future. And I'm going on and on about this one because when I coach coaches, right? Like my job as your coach is to help you believe in something for your future that you don't believe in yet. That you don't even have the skill or the habit of believing, right? I was coaching someone yesterday and right like she was believing like I don't know if I'm going to be successful and I just like when I hear that and and I know all of our minds work differently but like I see this I like create this mental image in my mind where I'm like we're in this moment the future is in front of us it's completely it's not that it's blank right like if you do nothing you are for sure going to keep repeating more of what you have now But there is nobody in the future who's like, yeah, no, that does not work out for you ever, ever. (laughs) No. Instead, it's like if you are committed and you're like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to like make it happen. That's when you make things happen. When you're like, I'm going to learn how to build a business that makes money and pays me. And I'm not going to stop until it's done. I am going to learn how to have 15 one-on-one clients and I'm not going to stop until it's done. 
There is nobody in the future who can tell you, yeah, you never figure it out. It's like that's not a thing. Because the reality is, is that that it's just as possible if you keep adjusting into it as it is not possible. And so the gift I want to give you that I invite you to believe about yourself and about your business and about your future is that it's unwritten. There is like there is what you will keep repeating if you just keep repeating what you have now and you'll keep getting the same results. But it's also possible for you to decide you want something drastically different and get it. We do this with partners, right? Husbands, wives, whatever you get. We're like, I want one. (laughs) And so we change the trajectory of like what we're doing and we go out and get one. At least that's what I did. I know some people struggle with that. I'm like, oh, that felt kind of not so hard. It felt hard actually for a while. But right once you get it, you're like, yep, got it, done. Or you're like, I want to buy a house. But if you only ever rented, you're like, oh, I've never done that before. But it's this thing in the future, it's this thing that's not in this current moment that is different, that you have to do different things in order to have and create and put that in your future and know that it's yours. Same thing with children. Today is actually my middle child's seventh birthday. And I think about with children where it's like, we wanted her. We, like when my husband and I got married, we were like, no, we're not gonna have any kids. (laughs) I had my oldest and I was like, nah, I'm good. I, you know, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. So we got married. We weren't going to have kids. And then there was a moment when I, I looked out into my future and I was like, you know what I want in my life? I want to be old and I want to have so much family around me. I want to have children, my children. I want to have grandchildren. I want to go over to their house. I want to harass them. I want to love them. I want like, I want it all, right? I want that opportunity to be with family And so I knew if I wanted that opportunity long in the future, I needed to create it now. And so I created that second child, right? And when I thought about that, it's like I knew I wanted something so far out in the future that I was willing to say, okay, great, let's give it to myself. (laughs) And then you write, like you just have this idea, I want a baby. But like as lots of people will could could attest to, like just because you want it doesn't mean it appears, and we just, yeah, like we did what it took to get it. <laughs> That's right. This episode just turned uh, graphic. <laughs> and then we didn't know if it was going to work. And we didn't know what kind of human we were going to get. And we didn't know who she was going to be. And then she was in my belly. And then she came out of my belly. And then she's turned into this human I could never have imagined. And yet she existed before she existed, right? She existed in our minds as a belief that we wanted long before she got to be here with us. And so you get to choose things in the future. You're already doing it, but I'm inviting you to take it into your business and give it to yourself there. See your future as something that is yours to create and that you are powerful enough and influential enough and capable of adjusting yourself to create anything you want with your business in the future. So that is gift number one that I highly recommend you give yourself. Gift number two that I would recommend is to choose something in the future and Just give yourself the simplicity of choosing one thing you want in the future in your business and then giving it to yourself. 
So this might also sound like, um, you know, I I explain this as having like a simple goal. Um, But one of the things that I see coaches do is that they overwhelm themselves with the pieces and parts of their business. And so maybe this is a gift of simplicity, but it's also like if we tie it back to gift number one, it's like I want you to choose one thing in the future with your business and then just commit that like and and not like in a pressury way, not in an urgent way, but just like I'm not going to give up until I learn how to create this. I think about that. We take it back to kids, right? It's like, of course, I have this this moment in my life where I've already had them, right? So it's like, I don't feel any angst about this. But I'm like, if I knew I wanted children and I was struggling to create one, I would still create one, right? Like my commitment isn't to, it needs to grow in my body, come out of my vagina and look like me. My commitment would be, I want a human. (laughs) However that human gets created, I want it. Right. And I think about that with whatever one simple goal you choose, you you don't get to know all the pieces in between. You're just committed to I want this one simple goal and I'm willing to keep changing and adjusting me until having it is my norm. So let me give you an example. A simple goal might be that you want to have five one on one clients. And this is actually, you know, this is what I teach in my program. The first five. Why five? No reason, you guys. Stop thinking there's any good reason. (laughs) I love it. Like, why that? Eh, Here's why. No. Why five? I mean, if I were thinking about why five, because when I think about five clients for a new coach, it's when you learn the basis of how to, like, like, that's a foundation right there. If you have signed five clients with one offer, you have built a mind that is so far beyond right? Like you just went from new to like experienced in five clients. And that means after those five clients, you can create literally anything from there. But it's this idea, you just pick one thing. I want to have five clients and I'm not going to stop my business. I'm not going to stop my offer. I'm not going to stop anything until I learn how to have five. Maybe you're more advanced coach and you're like, I want to have a full practice, whatever that means. I would recommend your one simple thing you put out in the future. Your one goal might be my full practice. And I want you to choose that number because what will happen is you guys will be like, well, I want to have 20 because so-and-so said I should, or I want to have 15, but then I, and then you'll be like, you'll start to like back off from it. You're like, but I don't really want that. I think I really prefer 10 or 12. Here's why that's a problem. It's not an actual problem, right? Like the only problem is, is that you aren't deciding and then figuring out how to create it. And instead, what you're doing is you're like, you're like jumping around and, and really it's jumping around in your mind. Your mind becomes this place with popcorn all over the place rather than a calm place that says, I decided I wanted to have 20. It's going to be both wonderful and miserable. Let's go. Because when you choose 20, your brain is automatically going to tell you all the reasons that's going to be awful. It's going to just throw them up to you. And it's, they're going to be right. They're probably going to be true. And that's okay. Because you working through all of those reasons your brain tells you it's an awful idea, even after you've decided and you know why you want to do it, not somebody else, but why you want that, whatever number you choose, that is the work. Everything you go through. Because when somebody tells me they want to be fully booked and then they start to question what that number is, 
every thought that comes up is thoughts they have to work through to keep growing their business. One of the common ones is, um, I didn't get into business to have my time locked down, but now I'm going to have 21 on one clients and I'm going to lock my time down. That is something you have to work through. That isn't a, like, like that's a mental thing. That's not a real problem, right? It's a mental thought you have and it's something to work through and like, like loosen up so that you can take yourself in the future and not be held down by that. So gift number two is to choose one thing in the future and commit to it until it's done. Not because something magical and sparkly and different is going to happen, right? So many coaches make it 100K. They're like, that one thing I want is I want to have a 100K business. And I think that's okay, right? Like, I kind of like the idea of a number of clients better because what I like about number of clients is that clients leave. (laughs) So it's like, if you say, I want to have 20 one-on-one clients at one time, you are inevitably working against the normal things, which are that some people are going to leave. (laughs) And now you're going to have to manage your mind about that. And literally who you become to be the coach who has 20 clients and not stop until it's done Like it's going to refine you and grow you so much. But the same thing will happen with a money goal, right? It's like they're they're, they're all fun. But I see a lot of people put a lot of pressure on 100K. Like it's something like maybe, but it's like you get to 100K and I pretty much guarantee you didn't put all that money in the bank and just look at it. So you get to 100K and you're like, well, that was interesting. I did it. (laughs) And it still turns out I have to still give myself validation, the feeling of success, the feeling of accomplishment, Like at 100K, you still are not like, oh my gosh, I'm a really amazing business owner. No, you have to teach your own self how to think that. So gift number two I recommend you give yourself is take a goal, put it in the future, just choose to believe you figure it out and commit to not stopping until you do. It's just that easy. I I mean, I'm just going to say one more example, but it's like weight loss. I have just decided that there is a point in the future when I lose the weight I want to lose. And it's like, I'm not in a hurry to do it. I'm not like scared it'll never happen anymore, right? I've just chosen to believe there's a point in the future where it's done. And that every day I am showing up to it. And and, and this isn't like a main goal for me, right? I just am choosing to hold that belief. And I'm not choosing to put a bunch of energy and effort into it. Because it's not my business, right? My business, I'm willing to show up every day and put energy and effort and devotion into. But I have other goals where it's like they're not big, huge things that take a bunch of energy. They're just, they're, they're decisions I've put into my future and I've said, that's mine. I choose to believe that no matter what. So that is the second gift I would invite you to give yourself. Put something in the future, a goal for your business and commit to believing that it's in the future for you and commit to not stopping until you figure out how to do it. The third gift I would invite you to give yourself is to stop, look at the pieces of your business and see how far you've come. Oh, (laughs) I feel so excited just thinking about this. I actually just did it on accident And I was like, oh, add that in there. That's good. And because what I did was I was making this list of how I'm creating my current results this year. And 
I wrote down like the pieces of my business, like, okay, well, I have my, I have two offers. I have my mastermind, the double your business mastermind. I have my program, the first five I have, right. And then I'm like, okay, well, what are the pieces that support that? I have a podcast. You're listening to it here. I have an email list. If you're not there, get over there. (laughs) I have, um, what else do I have? That's really like, and then there's like traffic, right? Like how do I, how do I meet new people? How do I introduce new people to me and my offers and communicate them to them? And so I kind of segmented all of those things down. And this is what I'm inviting you to do, right? Is like, look at your business, break it apart in pieces and then look at each of those pieces individually. Cause you might run into here where your brain tries to make general statements about your whole business. But the reason that you're breaking them apart, these pieces, is that I want you to isolate each piece. And I want to invite you to see how far you've come. So you might say, you know what? I this year started posting on social media. And that is how I communicate with people. I don't have a mailing list. I just communicate with them on social media. I've built this like following of people, people I already knew, people who keep finding me because I'm doing this or that, right? Whatever this is, I'm just making this scenario up. And so you might isolate that and say the way that I communicate with potential people is on social media. And then I want you to look at how far you've come. Because so often our brain's tilt is to be negative and judgmental and to be like, oh, but I'm not where I want to be yet. And just like feel that discouragement and that despair. And that is so normal. I am despairing all the time, (laughs) right? My brain's like, ah. And it's like, I watch my brain do that. I watch my brain be judgmental of myself, of my results, of my business, of my pieces and parts of my business. I I write down these thoughts and I identify how I feel when I think them and I'm like defeated. I feel defeated. I feel inadequate. And so when you break apart your pieces of your business, if you feel less than like, like golden magical, I want you to hear that that's normal. That is how the brain works. Nothing has gone wrong. But where it takes work, where it takes effort, and why I tell you guys that we are building businesses with our minds is because when you isolate and break those things apart and when you're like, yep, I got all the negative stuff. Yep, that's there. (laughs) And then you're like, but what am I, what, what else can I believe about this? How do I really want to think about that? How can I see how far I have come? That is gift number three. Isolate the pieces of your business and see how far you've come. Because you might say, you know what? I started posting on social media this year and I've actually, like, I've been really pretty consistent. And I'm really impressed with that. It's not creating the result that I want yet, but I've created this many consults. And I've created about this many posts. And I feel so much different about the content I'm creating. And I see how I have developed in that process. I see how far I have come and letting yourself feel that, right? Because when you see how far you've come, how do you feel? I feel it's like, it's like a low, it's almost like love and it's like proud, but proud is usually a higher in my chest feeling. It's like, it's like love proud. <laughs> and it's like, I just see how far I've come and I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of me. I'm so thankful to me, right? And I want you to give that to yourself too. 
I want you to give yourself that because yourself will not give it to you. Yourself will be like judging and like everything's terrible and like feeling bad because it'll think it should and that that's what it like. Oh, well, I don't have the result I want. I should just feel bad. No, that is not how you will create everything you want. That is not how you will enjoy growing your business. You will enjoy growing your business by seeing how far you have come and letting that be where you're like, yeah, this is not what I'm used to doing, but it's like, yeah, I have come so far. I see how I've grown. I see how I've changed. And you could look at it in so many parts of your business, right? When I look at my offer, my mastermind, I see how far I have come. I see how much more time I spend thinking about my clients, about the results that they're creating. I think about the process that I have created and refined. I'm actually just simplifying it even again because there was a part to my process in my mastermind and I called it something and then I realized that I hated that. (laughs) And it's not that I hate it, hate it, but like, I was like, no, I do not resonate with that. Resonate? Yeah, resonate with that. And it doesn't feel good to me to do that. And it's not like we have to run our lives feeling good, but I was like, I can simplify this. I can make this even more fun in a way that I want to use it. And that I feel like me, judgmental me, can give it to another judgmental human and be like, here you go. This, this piece of the process will soothe your soul and help you move forward, even though you judge yourself. And it's like, I have never been this version of me when it comes to this offer than who I am right now. And it's like, I see, right? Hear this thought. I see how far I have come. And I want to invite you to give that gift to yourself too. Okay, gift number four is to see what you're doing today for your future as a gift you're giving your future. Now, let me let me say it in a couple different ways so you hear it, right? Like so often we're just, we're either not thinking about what we're doing and we're just living in the like norm habit of life or maybe you're like, oh, I want these things in the future and so you have this desire for things in the future but you don't have them yet which could create some um, like, uh, like not feeling super great, right? Like if you want to have a million dollar business but you don't there's this sense of like not having it but I want to invite you as this fourth gift option is to see today as gifts you give your future so if you are lactose intolerant and your husband offers you some ice cream or is like hey let's go get ice cream and you say no (laughs) Or you have one or two bites, right? Like whatever. I want you to think about that. Like that is a gift you gave your future. Future you whose tummy doesn't hurt. Future you who's not in the bathroom. You choosing not to eat dairy is a gift you gave your future self. Now I know I just got graphic again. (laughs) But now let's take this into business. I think about planning my time. I have been working, I've probably talked to you guys about it. Anybody who's like in my space hears me talk about this. I've been learning how to plan my time for like three years. I've been fighting against why I don't need to. I've been like trying it. I've been like, you know, lots of dipping toes in kind of thing. Doing it, failing at it. But when I think about learning how to plan my time, it's one of those things that I put out into the future and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this. 
it literally doesn't matter how long it takes me to do it. I'm just committed. I'm going to learn how to plan my time and do it. And when I think about why, it's not because current Elizabeth needs it. She doesn't. She's capable of building and creating multiple six-figure coaching business without ever planning and honoring her time. She doesn't need it. Which means who needs it is future Elizabeth. And I don't know why she needs it, but I just suspect based on who I am choosing to be that I want it. Because when I picture out who I'm going to be, it's like I am running a company that's like 10, $20 million coaching business. And I have a team of people and I have all of these things that work really well and that I have spent time building. And I also have this, this full life and these hobbies and these things, right? Where it's like, maybe I'm going to my kids stuff and maybe like they have half days and maybe like, maybe I'm like going to the gym, not because I couldn't work out at home, but because I'm like, no, I like to be with people and I, I don't work with people because, you know, I work at home. <laughs> and so like, I know I choose to spend two hours like going to the gym because, you know, you drive there, you're there, you come back, you get like, oh my gosh. I choose to spend my time this way and I just have this inkling of an idea that future Elizabeth is going to benefit from knowing how to get things done quickly and only do the most important and then have all this other space available for things she's chosen. And so when I think about giving her that gift, I'm like, yeah, I want to do it today. I want to try and fail. I don't really want to fail, right? But I want to try and I want to watch myself and see why I wasn't successful. And then I want to learn from it a little bit and then try again. And then if I wasn't successful or if I was either direction, learn from it, try again. I want that right now. Not because I want it for current me, but because I want it for future me. I see that same thing with learning how to hire. I recently hired my assistant. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And if you haven't met Galen yet, you might. And I think about the process that I went through to learn how to have, not just hire an assistant, but have an assistant. Think about my business in a way that she would want to be there and think about my business and myself in a way that I would attract the best. And I did so much work and it was so uncomfortable, holy guacamole uncomfortable, but it wasn't because I, and this is what I told her, I'm not hiring you for the business I have today. I am hiring you for the business I am building. I am hiring you for what I see in the future. And that's what I want you for. And it's not just her. It's the skill of who I had to become. Every bit of discomfort I went through to create her. Like that was all something I'm giving my future. Because in the future, I'm going to hire more people. She's going to manage those people. She's going to be somebody that I hand selected long before I needed it. Because I gave that gift to my future. I made hard choices between like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to be the right person. And I don't like, right? Like not knowing the future and making decisions anyways, being certain in myself. But I want to invite you as this fourth gift to give your gift, like think about the things you're doing today as gifts for your future. They can be big things, but they could also be small things. When you decide that you're going to write a post or send an email today, I want you to think about how that's a gift you give your future and why it's just literally a thought 
And it's you, I think of it as like, when you remember you're giving this gift to your future, it's like this little ball of energy, this ball of fire that you take from you right now and who you are and you push it into the future. And it's like giving your future self love. Like, I love you so much, future me, that I've given you this gift. I love you so much, future me, that I'm taking care of you right now today to my highest ability. I'm thinking about you. I am loving you right now. And then sometimes what I do is like a, right, like a, the boomerang, the like first you send the love and then you receive the love. Sometimes I just receive the love from my past self and I'm like, oh, thank you, past self. Thank you. Right? Like when I, when I choose not to do things or when I choose to do things and I get to the moment or I'm like, yes, like there was a version of me, my past self who decided to start recording this podcast current me who who is now receiving of being in the middle of the podcast is like oh, I'm so thankful to past Elizabeth even if past Elizabeth was 30 minutes ago because 30 minutes ago Elizabeth had a lot of thoughts about why she you know like all the reasons why not to do this podcast right this minute and current me is like oh so grateful for you I'm so thankful you gave that to me I'm so gra- glad you started this is good, <laughs> right? So it's like you create this, this loop of conversation where you're sending love to your future and then you in the present moment get to receive it and be grateful for it and love your past self. And it's just part of this cycle of like giving gifts to your future, receiving gifts from your past. It's a fun gift. I recommend it. <laughs> okay, here's gift number five that you might want to give yourself. And it is listening to your mind, exploring it, and questioning it. Now, this is really the basis of all the work that I do, right? We decide goals we want, and we change us to create it. We change our mind. We look at our thoughts. uh, We do these things. But there's something very specific here when it comes to gift giving to yourself that I want to invite you to. And you don't even have to have any of the skill. I'm going to tell you a very specific area and way you could do this. And it is by looking for words that you tell yourself and questioning them. Now, I realized, I think, I don't know, I think it was like I first woke up and I was like thinking about coaching my clients and I I know you hear how weird this is. I wasn't actually coaching my clients. I had just woken up and I was in this like dream state and I was like coaching them in my sleep kind of, I don't know. And I asked a question and I used the word wrong. And there was just this like ding, 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 ding in my head where I was like, no, I would never use the word wrong with my clients because I never want them to think that there is a right or a wrong way. Our brains already think that. So it's like as a coach, my own brain was like, no, I refuse to use that word with them. I refuse to uh, use it again. (laughs) I probably still will, but It's the idea of I want you to question all the words because when I heard my brain heard it as something I never want to give my clients and in realizing that I didn't want to give it to them, it was the awareness of, oh, how am I giving it to myself already? What are all the ways I need to take it out of myself, my life, my own belief? And so number five gift, this might be for people who are more experienced with mindset, but even for your not actually, question words understand them really like don't just assume you know the meanings go to google and google them spend time thinking about like what do i think this word means 
What have I been making this word mean? How am I using this word against myself? Anything, right? Just ask yourself questions. Here are some words that are like trigger words that I think anybody should explore. Um, Here's one of them, wrong. Now notice how we use this in a society. We use this in the English language. The word wrong we, we have all these ideas of what it, like, like what it means. We have feelings even, right? Like I feel, what is that feeling when I think about wrong? Like, uh, I'm not sure what the feeling's called right this moment, but I feel like held back, squashed a little, right? F- fearful, but not like, you know, panicky, but like low grade fearful. Um, but I would encourage you to like look for these words and question them, Google them, redefine what they mean in your brain. So one of those words is the word wrong. Another word might be enough. So often I hear this in the context of I didn't do enough. It wasn't enough. I'm not enough. Question that word. By question it, I mean Google it, pen to paper, write down what you've been making it mean, how you've been using it in your life. And just explore, like, is that true? Is that how I want to use it? Do I want, like, is is this even the definition? Because sometimes when I read definitions, I'm like, oh, I actually have no idea what words mean. <laughs> and the more open to that I am, the more I'm like, we should Google more words. And then I like change my brain's way of thinking about words and definitions and meaning. I literally change the meaning of things that are happening in my mind because I'm willing to Google them and explore and question. Another word you might might want to explore is worthy. I hear people question their own worthiness, right? My own brain does it actually. But one of the things I've built in there is like, I've just built like I am a whole individual. And there's no such thing as worthy. I'm just already 100%. There's nothing that takes it away. There's nothing that adds to it. It's just a constant. It cannot be removed. It cannot be added to it. Just It's just done. But question that word. Question a word like success. Ooh, my husband and I had such a good conversation about this the other day. And right, we have this idea of success. And it's like, it's, it's so much in our minds. And the word is nothing like what you have in your mind about the word. Right? We've created these pictures and these, these ideas of it. And it's like, I just, when I look at the word success, I still have some feelings and some ideas about it. But I also am just like, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's my favorite statement about things. Success isn't a thing. It is a word. It is a, uh, a thing that we've built stuff around, right? Context, ideas, movies, whatever. But it's just like, there's no one version of success. We each define what success means for us. And we might judge other people's, but that's where we get to practice learning that too, right? I've done that, or I've judged somebody's desire to just be a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, what? That sounds awful. Why would you do that? And now as, you know, becoming less and less judgmental, I'm like, oh, because that's what you want. Love it. Go for you, right? I'm going to do me. You get to do you. Why? Permission granted, because I let my own self have permission, But it's just this idea like success is going to look different is literally not a thing. It's a word. Question it. And then the last word I would I would invite you to question is failure. We use this word a lot. And the way that I've redefined it in my mind is that it's just not getting the result you wanted. 
But I really don't even love that. I, I just don't like the word failure at all, not because I don't not get the result that I want, but because we've created so much stigma around it and there's so much emotion tied to it that it makes failing feel challenging rather than failing feel like a normal part of of creating something new in the future. Like, of course, when you decide that thing that you're going to put out in the future and that you're not going to quit until you learn how to have like weight loss or 20 clients or 100k business, you are not going to get the result you want all the time. And yet, I just think that we've created such a stigma around the word failure that it makes all those emotions come up and you're less likely to keep going forward. So gift number five is listen to your mind, explore it, right? Look for those kinds of words and question them. Break them down, rebuild them, do the work. Okay, last gift. Last gift. Ooh, they're all such good gifts. Oh my gosh. <sighs> such good gifts. I'm so grateful to myself who gave these gifts to myself and to myself who had the idea to give them to you. <laughs> I'm like, good idea. Here's what it is. Gift number six is choose to think about yourself on purpose. Now, I tried to think about how I could explain this to you because, right, like when I think about who I am, sometimes I think about myself as a tree. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. And it's not that I think of myself as a tree. It's that I have a tree outside my window. And so I look at the tree and I think about how few thoughts I have about trees. And it's just, it's just this thing, right? Like trees don't have thoughts as far as I know. I'm, I don't know. And it's just this thing, like it doesn't move. I look out my window and the tree is always there. Sometimes there's squirrels on the tree and that's hilarious and fun. But like the tree is just there. It's a thing, right? We come back to that wholeness. This tree isn't broken. I mean, sometimes it's broken, but still it's fine, right? It's still whole and enough and never a question. And I, I think about how few thoughts I have about trees, but it's like you are a thing like a tree. You are not a tree, obviously, but you are a thing like a tree. And so here's how I came up with how to explain this. <laughs> you are a body. Okay, so I want you to look down and see your body. I'm looking at mine. It's looking good. So we have bodies. And then we have consciousness. So, so hear this practice of separating all these things. There's the body. And then there's the consciousness. And how we know we have these things, even if we know very little about lots of things, which we do. We know this because sometimes people go in comas and their consciousness stops working or is away for a while and their body is still there, okay? So we have consciousness and we have a body and maybe you think of these in different ways, that's fine. So there's consciousness and then there's our bodies and this makes up who we are. And now, right, I want you to stop looking at yourself and thinking of yourself as these two separate things. Now I want you to think of someone else. Maybe you have a child, maybe you have a partner, maybe you have a friend, maybe you have a parent, I don't care. There's this other human you're going to imagine. I'm imagining my child, my middle child, my seven-year-old. And I'm thinking about her body, super cute, curly hair, fair white skin. And then I'm thinking about her consciousness, thinking about the things she says to me. I'm thinking about how, right, just such a unique little human she is. She's not me. She's not her dad. She's not her sisters. She's like uniquely her. So there's her body and there's her consciousness. 
And then here is the third part I want to add to this. And it's thoughts about that. Now, we're going to bring it back to you. But keeping in mind, I want you to see yourself as someone outside of you. So there's your body and there's your consciousness. But the moment you switched thinking of someone else, you took your brain to outside of you. And now you can see your yourself, right? That third piece, which is having thoughts about that person and their consciousness. Notice how they could actually be two separate things, but we're going to kind of group them together loosely, just like in Canva, where you can group things and ungroup things. Same thing. You have thoughts about that, that person. You are that person that you get to think thoughts about. So that third thing of thoughts about them do not get grouped in with your consciousness and your body. Thoughts about you are all optional. Man, I'm so proud of myself for how I got to that. That's good. Okay, so I hope you wrapped your head around that. If not, literally rewind it, re-listen. So what was that gift again, now that we've explained all that? It's choose how you think about yourself on purpose. So you're going to have thoughts. People have invited you to believe things about yourself. You might have believed them. You might never have even realized it was optional. Your brain might say, um, whatever thought it is you have about yourself. And then it might be like, like if I asked you why you think that, you would want to reply to me with all the proof and evidence of why. But here's what I want to tell you. Every thought is optional. None of them are more true than another. Now, the brain is skilled at finding evidence and it has spent more time finding evidence of one thing versus another, right? If you spend your whole life thinking you are ugly or like, eh, plain, your brain's found evidence for that versus finding evidence for all the ways you are unique and remarkable and lovely, I saw this Instagram reel today and this guy, it was like a picture of him. And he's like, I'm just looking at my partner thinking she's low grade ugly. <laughs> and I was looking at the mirror at the time and I was like, all humans at some moment are low grade ugly. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Because we don't think about that, right? We don't think about like somebody who's we believe is traditionally an ideal of beauty. We don't think of them as sometimes being low key ugly. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. So the gift you give yourself is thinking about yourself on purpose. Now, you could identify all the things you think about yourself on default. And sometimes that's a great path into thinking about yourself on purpose. But let me give you an example of this. So you might on default just believe about yourself because you just think it's true. So let's be clear here. None of it is true or false. It's all optional. Like you could write it on a whiteboard and erase it. That's one of my favorite like ways of thinking about my thoughts. Or I'm like, I can just erase all of these. Not saying I have that skill. If I did, that'd be remarkable. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I can be like, what? And I just erase it all. I see myself as like clearing it all off. It's a desk full of junk. I like clear it all off with my arm. I'm like, done. So you might on accident be thinking about yourself something like, I'm a mess. I'm, I don't do what I say I'm going to do. I'm selfish, right? Why does any human ever think that they're selfish? Or a woman even for that example? Someone probably told you. Someone probably told you you were selfish. 
And then your brain went to work to find all the proof. And you never questioned it. And you never, like, you were like, yeah, I could see how that's true. But if you spent time thinking about, like, what if that was the thought? What if that's not true or false? What if it's true and false? <laughs> like, eh, it's both. And you were like, meh, but I'm not going to choose to define myself that way. That's odd. Why would I ever do that? Why would I ever choose to think about myself that I am selfish? Versus like, of course I am. I'm selfish and I'm not selfish. But why would I choose that thought? Of all the thoughts I could fill my mind with, why would I choose to think about myself like that? You see? You see what I just like that conversation with yourself? Because you could be thinking about yourself. I'm a human having a human experience. I think about Byron Katie and one of the things in one of her books is like basically like how to make yourself the most miserable you could ever be reject what is versus just like yep this is who I am this is what I'm working with oh this is what happened yep that seems like that seems like that's what was supposed to have happened why do I why did it happen like why do I know it was supposed to happen because it did and now I get to choose how I experience it Right, so one of the thoughts you could think about yourself is so simple of like, I am a human having a human experience. So you see, like, I want you to think of that as you're, you're picturing yourself outside of you. You have a body, you have an essence, it's all grouped together. You see yourself apart from you and your thoughts about that you, right, but outside of you is I'm a human having a human experience. And when you think a thought like that, you're going to feel really accepting, and compassionate maybe proud right maybe you just watched yourself like not be a jerk to somebody because you remembered that the only reason that people are you know behaving in a certain way is because something's happening with them and you're like nailed it I was not a jerk because I remembered that <laughs> right then you might be proud I'm a human having a human experience you might think about yourself nobody's mind works like mine it's one of my favorite thoughts, actually. I've been thinking that about myself lately. I was like, nobody's mind works like mine. But it's the same for yours. And the way your mind works is what your clients value. I think about this. I have a client named Adrian, and she helps parents who have children who um, have a lot of emotions or highly emotional, something like that. And uh, I get a kick out of that, right? Because I don't spend much brain space like I think about parenting but I right like I don't want a parent coach I don't want any of that right but some people do and every bit of ounce of energy and thought she puts into thinking about her people that like how she has refined her mind is exactly what her clients value it's like nobody's minds work like yours and then another thought is I crack myself up <laughs> And this thought, I just feel so much delight with me because I do crack myself up. I think I'm funny. I'm constantly like making jokes with myself so we can laugh together, right? Me and me. <laughs> because there's that sense where I'm like, there's, there is me and there's my experience of myself, but it comes from this stretching of seeing myself apart from myself so that I can enjoy being with me. And this gift, gift number six of thinking about yourself on purpose, seeing yourself as an extension of yourself, as something to think on purpose about, it's a skill set, right? But it's like, it's such, it's like, oh, it feels so good to do it. And when you practice separating yourself from you and thinking on purpose, this skill actually will 
will allow you to build your business so much more powerfully because marketing and selling is this idea where it's like you imagine this person and it's like that's who you're serving that's who you're helping even though you can't see them with your eyes you've created this sense of their realness and it's like when you can separate them out from yourself and you can like see them it helps you serve them before they ever exist so it's like serving yourself first allows you to build that skill set of serving them and separating them out from like the crowd to be like, no, this is who I help and this is what they're experiencing and I can see them and feel this and like they're real, but you do it first with you. So those are the six gifts I would invite you to try and give yourself immediately. Maybe not all of them, although obviously all of them, (laughs) but to listen to this podcast again, to go through, to find the just one and to be okay with like, I just have one shift that I take away from this whole episode and knowing, trusting that you just get better and better at each of these. And maybe this entire episode, maybe the gift is knowing how you can be with yourself and take care of yourself and think about your future differently and you don't have to do anything. The shift of your consciousness is the gift. It's the gift. So I hope you have a great holiday season and that you enjoy eating cookies or not (laughs) and enjoy being with you and that you give yourself all the best gifts. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.